Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. everybody, it's Lon Seidman, and it's time for your weekly wrap-up. I took a vacation last week with the family to some warmer locations. We went down to Florida and spent a couple days at Disney World also, and we're back now. And uh, it was quite a week, but, of course, we had that Patreon debacle happen towards the tail end of my vacation, which uh, diverted my attention away from relaxation for a little bit, but that's the ropes. And as such, we're going to be uh, changing the name of uh, the Patreon page now. We're going to be looking at uh, tip jar and membership. I'm not going to be promoting Patreon anymore, given the trust that they have violated of not only us creators, but also you who contribute to creators. And in my case, I do both, and uh, I'm really not happy right now, but we have an alternative, which I talked about in that last video. But a lot of you uh, were very kind to send over some tips in uh, response to this thing, so I wanted to go over the tip jar contributions first. We have Steve Blix to hit gold level support, as did Robert Edwards, Matt Martin, Tony Brown, Jeff Kingsmill, Elizabeth Navarro, and Tim Colby. And you can see now we have a new address here for support, which I'll get to in a second. Now, here's the other problem, because uh, what happened when Patreon announced what they did is that I scrambled to find an alternative for uh, allowing you to do uh, recurring contributions here to the channel. And as such, I don't know who's new on this list and who was in there before, because uh, some people used an alias on Patreon that they're not using now. So I'm just going to go through the whole list here uh, and read off everybody. So we've got William Hunt, Jarko Salmalia, Charles Ginzel, Peter Basmagian, Eric Chug, Steve Krosner, Jason Malvuccio, Silvio Poggi, Patrick Jarvie, Thomas Crumpolk, John I. Helmers, Steve Green, Patrick Holmstrom, Quasimodum, that's a good one, Marvin Anderson, Bruce Ab- Obenauer, Duncan Cunningham, William Harden, and we have Anthony Guest, Lawrence Olberdig, Robert Roberts, Dennis Aharanwa, Mauricio Ortiz, Edgar Tursi, Chris Gallagher, Donald Stidwell, Re- Ramon De Vrede, Hugh Dinwiddie, Ian McDonald, Peter Silva, Kirk Batzer, Richard Patrick, Remco Menegat, Noel Reinhold, and Destiny of Fate. And those are all the folks that moved over or are new uh, to this new contribution mechanism that I just set up. So uh, it's going to be a little crazy over here for the next couple of weeks as more people find out about this Patreon thing and uh, probably move over to the new one here. So this, uh, this list will be a little long for the next couple of weeks, but I do appreciate everyone's support. And so many of you who uh, very quickly changed over to this new system that I set up because uh, this has been a pretty bad week for a lot of creators, and I'm just happy happy that I was able to find something that worked for me as well as for all of you. Now, we don't have a sponsor this week, but we are going to be bringing back a past sponsor here for a non-ad. This is an affiliate link that they uh, have set up for us, and this is the iRoller. And if you're not familiar with this, we've talked about it in the past, is when you have one of these dirty screens on your mobile devices, you can take out the iRoller here and just rub it across a couple of times. It'll pick up all the dirt, and it does a really nice job of cleaning your screen without any liquids. And then you just fold it back up here into its 
uh, little case and you can carry it around with you so that you always have the ability to keep your uh, screens clean. This is the mini eye roller. They have a larger one uh, called the eye roller. I think I just have the minis on the desk at the moment and it works out pretty nicely and the link that I've got up here uh, will give you 15% off at Amazon if you're looking for some stocking stuffers. It actually works. I was really quite surprised by how well it works. Very easy to clean. It'll last for a pretty good length of time and it's been uh, cleaning a lot of the screens of the things that you see here on the channel. So let's take a look at the last two weeks in review. I didn't do all that much on the extras channel because I was focused on having enough content on the main channel for you all to watch while I was gone. So I was able to have an every other day posting schedule and that required me to do uh, all of the videos that I needed to do for the week of when I left in addition to have everything ready for the week in which I was gone. So I spent uh, basically a, a lot of time doing about two weeks of work in a single week, but uh, everything got up there and I appreciate everyone's comments and viewership of all of those videos. We had uh, Pulse come back for their sponsorship and we had Joe uh, do a repair race with me on an iPhone screen repair task and he did a much better job than I did. Uh, you can check that out in addition to a bunch of reviews as well. I also posted up my top products of 2017 just to give you an idea of the things that I saw this year that uh, really stood out for me. So hopefully all of that stuff was good while I was gone and we're going to be going back to regular reviews this week. And now it's time for some things that are on my mind. This is week number 40 of me doing this as a full-time occupation and uh, the theme for this week is to be prepared because as we saw with the Patreon thing, uh, sometimes your uh, entire business model can get pulled out from under you. Thankfully, I have multiple revenue sources of which Patreon is one, but not all, which was helpful. But uh, nonetheless, we've been using Patreon as a means of uh, financing our staff here on the channel. And as I saw uh, my patrons starting to drip away because of the Patreon fee changes that I talked about in that standalone video a couple of days ago, I knew I had to do something very quickly. So I first set out to try to build my own thing using uh, open cart and uh, some uh, Stripe uh, connectivity, but it really wasn't uh, coming together the way I was hoping it would come together. And I was actually very fortunate to find something called DonorBox. Now I stumbled across DonorBox when I was trying to build my own solution uh, using something called Stripe. Now Stripe is a payment processor that a lot of e-commerce sites use. And it's actually relatively simple to interface with if you're coding up your own app. But I have learned the hard way over the years that uh, if you can find something that works, just go with that, even if it costs you a little bit of money versus trying to code it yourself, especially when your main business is not uh, coding. It's, in my case, making videos. And I really wanted something that uh, was quick and easy. And when I was uh, having some trouble getting my own thing up, up operational as quickly as it needed to be operational, I stumbled across DonorBox through the Stripe website. And I was like, wow, this is just amazing. It does exactly what I want it to do. So I was able to build a, a little page here that looks pretty much like what we had before on Patreon. And what's cool about this is that because they're working with Stripe, uh, you also have the ability to accept one-time contributions from anywhere in the world for the most part. They support 135 different currencies because uh, DonorBox is not actually processing the payment. They're using Stripe for payment as well as security and everything else. So uh, from the standpoint of your protection, it's uh, pretty secure, I think. And uh, we'll do a pretty nice job of supplementing what I was previously doing uh, with Patreon. And it's also going to solve another problem, which was taking one-time contributions from viewers outside the United States. It was a real struggle for me. Uh, this solves all of it. And I was uh, very, getting very discouraged because there really wasn't anything turnkey and simple that I could get going very quickly. And then I stumbled on this. Now, this is uh, free for me right now because until my contribution levels hit $1,000 a month, uh, DonorBox doesn't charge any fees. When you do get to that point, uh, they're going to charge 0.89% 
uh, for every transaction, but that is far less than the 5% that Patreon collects on the back end of their contributions. So even if uh, I do hit that level, and I don't think I will because I never hit that with Patreon, I'm still going to be ahead of the game to some extent than I was before uh, with Patreon. Now, I still have to pay Stripe transaction fees, so if you uh, pay me a dollar, I'm going to be paying out about uh, 33 cents or so in uh, fees to Stripe, but again, it's not being put on you, it's being put on me. And what's nice about DonorBox is that they do give the option, I didn't select this because I didn't want to make it complicated for all of you, but they do give the option to uh, put the uh, processing fees on the donor if they choose to do so. And, And this is one of these examples as to why didn't Patreon think of something like this. This is really simple, it works, and uh, is able to give uh, the, the donor and the, uh, the donee the choice of who pays the fees on the transactions here. So good stuff. It works out pretty well. I was not using a lot of Patreon's other features, which were uh, the ability to accept a paywall, for example, or the ability to direct content to donors who give certain amounts. So I wasn't doing a lot of the complex things that Patreon offers, and I was really just using them as a payment processor. Uh, this is going to work uh, just as well, I think, if not better, because it will cost less in the end, and it adds some additional capabilities that I didn't have before. So good stuff, and uh, check it out if you're looking for something similar for what you're going to do, because it really isn't a turnkey application. I can buy and install on my web server to do this, and I was really pleased to see it. I don't want to harp too much on this, because I made a whole video about it yesterday, but uh, I did want to give an update from some uh, some rumblings out of Patreon. We haven't heard much since they announced this, but Jack Conti, who's the CEO, uh, did announce that he's collecting his thoughts, so that's something, I guess, and he's going to share some Uh, more ideas about what they're going to do next week. That is not soon enough for many of the creators who are suffering under this current decision here. Uh, One creator that did speak to Jack Conti, he didn't call me, uh, said that uh, he did get off the phone with him, and Conti said he absolutely effed up that rollout. Well, duh, no kidding. And I think they have eroded a lot of trust that they had amongst the independent content creator community. And uh, this is an example of why when you have a small business, you've got to be prepared for very sudden, rapid changes like this. And uh, I was not, and I had to really scramble to get things going. And I was always in the back of my mind saying, you really need to find something other than Patreon to take these monthly contributions with. And uh, I'm glad now I have something else. So I'm now going to be on the lookout for a third option in case this donor box thing blows up too. And now it's time for some news. And if you thought this great new internet era that we were in would allow content to stream freely to whatever devices you're looking for. Think again. We talked about net neutrality the last time I sat at the chair here on a wrap-up video. Now we've got an issue of Google themselves blocking YouTube from an entire class of devices, uh, this being the Amazon Fire TV boxes. So on January 1st, 2018, uh, Google, who's opposed to uh, you know removing net neutrality, is going to start blocking their content from appearing on a competitor's device. And uh, what will happen here is you'll have to find some way to hack on a YouTube client of some kind to get all of this to work. This is just so stupid and anti-consumer, but because Amazon and Google have been fighting with each other for the last year or so, uh, this is the result of that. So uh, guess what? There is content blocking out there, and it's uh, going to be on a device-by-device basis. You can see the link below to go over to my friend Elias Saba's site, aftvnews.com, so you can start planning for uh, the impending disaster here. But I am excited to see, though, that the new Star Wars movie, The Last Jedi, is coming out this this week. And uh, what I've been doing the last two years has been uh, getting with a bunch of friends and buying out an entire theater so we can 
can have it to ourselves. So I've got about 180 people coming to this thing. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm really looking forward to seeing Luke Skywalker on the big screen again. I do fear that uh, Disney is kind of killing the scarcity that was Star Wars. One of the things that made it such a great uh, series of films was that there were so few of them, and now we're getting one every year, which I'm uh, sort of happy about to some extent, given that this is a story that I've been waiting to be told for maybe the last 35 years or so. But uh, I'm a little concerned that uh, this might start to wear out a little bit as these movies keep coming out. But this one I'm looking forward to. It's the longest Star Wars movie to date, directed by uh, Ryan Johnson, who's done some really cool stuff in his career. And I'm really eager to see what he does uh, with Star Wars here. The early reviews from the premiere last night are that it's very different. It's something uh, that you will not be able to look at and say that's just like The Empire Strikes Back or just like A New Hope or whatever. It is a different direction, uh, yet we'll have some familiar characters on screen from uh, the original trilogy. And I think it's really cool that this thing that I really loved as a little kid is continuing now with the same actors and characters, and that's fun to me. So I am looking forward to the movie on uh, Friday, and I will tell you all what I thought of it on the next wrap-up. And now it's time for some Q&A from you, the viewers. And our first question comes in here from Ricky Howe, who's curious about why he might want to buy a two-drive NAS when he could just buy a single-drive NAS and back it up on a regular basis. Why waste money on a second internal drive? And uh, he raises a good point here. And I think, I think if you are backing it up on a regular basis and have a very good backup strategy, in other words, backing up to uh, multiple sources so you don't have a single point of failure on your backup in addition to your uh, NAS drive, I think you could probably get by with that uh, and save a little money in the process. For me, because I am uh, really constantly working with my NAS in the course of the workday here, uh, downtime is my enemy. If my NAS goes down completely and I got to go find another drive, format it, and then dump a whole uh, restoration from a backup drive to it, that might knock out a good couple hours of the day. Whereas if I have a drive failure now, I can just pop in a fresh drive and keep working while the uh, RAID rebuilds itself. So really, for me, it's a matter of, uh, to some degree, having data redundancy, but also a degree of just not having to deal with downtime if something were to happen. But again, if you're doing something at home uh, and you don't really care about losing five or six hours, if your drive does fail, uh, a single drive NAS will probably do it for you. Uh, One thing that I have noticed in the course of the reviews that I've done here is that often the single-drive NAS devices have less horsepower. They typically have less memory, and they also often have slower processors. So if you're using the NAS for server kinds of things, you might do better with the two-drive NAS just because it has more RAM and processing power. Now, this next set of questions comes in from some folks who are uh, suggesting that I really need to look at other browsers when testing YouTube on our low-end computers. And uh, the reason is is that I've been using Edge for uh, running YouTube videos, primarily because I found it has the best performance on low-end hardware when uh, running 1080p 60 video, for example, or even 4K video. And the reason is, is that Edge supports hardware decoding of the video, whereas Chrome has not. But uh, these folks suggested maybe it was time to take a second look at it. So I did. And I took out my camera and recorded some 1080p 60 frames per second video running on that Chewy laptop we looked at recently with the Apollo Lake processor. And uh, sure enough, Google Chrome is still dogging on it. Now, yes, I know there are ways to install extensions on there to force certain types 
a video codex, but the bottom line here is for most consumers who pull out their brand new Chromebook with an Apollo Lake processor on it, for example, their YouTube performance, especially when watching 60 frames per second content, is still not going to be good, and it needs to be fixed once and for all. I don't know why it's taking Google uh, so long to address this issue, but uh, what I did want to try was Firefox, because a couple of years ago, I did a video about this, and I found uh, both Firefox and Chrome were not really playing back those video formats that well, but uh, Firefox has made some significant leaps in the right direction uh, with their new version of their browser, and it now runs video as well as Edge does. So I think I might do a little compromise here and start looking at Firefox instead of Edge moving forward, because I do know uh, Edge is not a popular browser amongst most folks who really prefer an alternative like Firefox or Chrome, and Firefox is looking like it is now uh, addressing some of the issues that I had with video playback on low-end hardware. And this last question comes in from Link Designs, who's wondering about how Vidme's shutdown is going to impact me. And uh, the reality is it won't hurt me all that much because I wasn't earning any revenue on there, but I know there are probably about a dozen or so people that do watch some of the content that I put up on Vidme uh, from one week to the next. And I have about 111 videos on there. I was largely uh, replicating the content I was putting up on the Extras channel, and I also posted the wrap-up videos on there from time to time. I really liked how easy it was to get my stuff posted there. I just had to post my YouTube uh, URL for the video on this channel, and then it would just automatically grab the video, the description, and the thumbnail. I didn't have to do anything else. That was nice. And I liked very early on, too, that when they invited me onto the platform, uh, they set up a conference call with me. They talked about some of the plans they had for it, and it really felt welcoming. In fact, I think they even mailed me a pair of socks or something, too, just to uh, thank me for going onto their platform. But in the end, I wasn't able to earn any revenue on theirs. So I wasn't really motivated to uh, post a lot of my main channel content there. And uh, I think for them, it was really hard to build a YouTube alternative, given how much it costs to do so. And without the viewership that uh, you need to develop an advertising base, I think it just wasn't uh, able to generate the revenue they needed to be able to justify the large cost of running this. And this really shows you just how hard it is to compete, uh, because not only do you have to be able to store and distribute all this video, uh, you're also having to pay for the connections to the ISPs to get the best performance. And one of the things I noticed with Vidme when I was consuming a little more content on the platform was that I was getting a lot more buffering there than I had with YouTube. Remember from our discussion on net neutrality last week that uh, YouTube ended up paying big dollars to get a uh, fatter pipe into the Comcast ISP system. And uh, what we're seeing here with Vidme is they probably weren't paying that fee because they couldn't afford to do it. Uh, this kind of stuff is only going to get worse when these net neutrality regulations are rolled back because it's going to be harder and harder for an upstart uh, to get the level of service quality that those with deeper pockets, pockets like YouTube will be able to get. So uh, all in, it's a very big disappointment because I'm always looking to get onto new platforms. I found that uh, in the past, many people who were early on a platform, like the people who were early on YouTube, uh, did the best when that platform succeeded. But I'm always on the lookout for new places to upload content to. So if you do see something out there, let me know. I'll try to get some stuff up there. And now it's time for a Q&A for you. And one of the things that I noticed when I was uploading my content ahead of my trip was that a lot of you were finding it, even though I had unlisted the content. Now, I was putting these 
videos into playlists, and I was just curious uh, how you stumbled across them. Were you uh, getting notified, or were you seeing that playlist kind of pop up higher on the list of your playlists when you logged in? I'm just curious to see that, because I think I might like to recommend uh, playlists for people to subscribe to, especially if they like certain types of content that I upload. Uh, One of the things that I also noticed in having these videos up as unlisted was that when the YouTube demonetization algorithm ran through, it was actually looking at those unlisted videos, and I was able to contest those before I actually published them. But just to give you an idea as to how this algorithm is not learning, even though YouTube claims it is, uh, my 4K box overview was flagged initially. I appealed that. They uh, granted me uh, monetization again on the video before it was time to publish. But of course, I had to change it. So when I re-uploaded the video, it flagged it again, and I'm waiting for uh, that appeal once more. So that algorithm isn't all that smart, but I am just curious how you are finding some of the videos that I upload within those playlists. I think one of them had about 55 views or so, which was pretty good, uh, especially for something that wasn't published and distributed out to the rest of the subscriber base. And our channel of the week this week is a channel that I think might help a lot of folks who are looking to start their own YouTube efforts or trying to make their efforts better, and that is Hey with Dane Golden. Dane's a good friend of mine and has been a big help to me as I've been developing this channel. He's been providing a video marketing consultation to people, but he hasn't been doing a lot of marketing himself, and he's really uh, taking an effort now to do some videos where he explains some things. And he's got some really good ideas for uh, growing your channel, including ways that Uh, Just using the word you might actually give you a better uh, chance of success on YouTube. So definitely check him out. A great guy, really knowledgeable. Uh, He was one of the early people at the Twit Network, which I'm sure a lot of you watch if you follow this one. So I really highly recommend Dane's channel. Bright guy, good friend of mine, and uh, great content. So this week on the channel, I'm getting back into the swing of things, and uh, we're going to be taking a look at Plex again, as we do every month for our sponsored video. Uh, They just added some new features to the DVR, including a commercial skip option. So we'll take a look at how well it skips and then uh, what that might mean to the little CPU running on my NAS box in the other room. So be on the lookout for that later this week. We're going to look finally at the Classic 2, which is a a clone console that plays SNES games as well as 8-bit NES games. And we'll see how well it does both of those things here on the channel. I had gotten this in and unboxed it a little while ago, but I was waiting for it to become commercially available before I did the full review. It is now out, so I'll be doing that this week. Uh, we're also going to be looking at a new NAS box from Synology, the DS218J. Uh, this is a low-cost device, but it has most of the features that you might find on some of the more expensive boxes. So we'll see what uh, spending a little bit with Synology gets you on the uh, entry level. I'm looking forward to that. Now, if you want to help support the channel in this post-Patreon age you can at lon.tv slash support to go over to my donor box page Uh, you can do a monthly contribution or a one-time contribution and international payments are accepted as well there so check that out we also have an ongoing relationship with plex so if you go to lon.tv slash plex and sign up for a free plex account we get a small commission for that Uh, you can also gift a plex pass subscription to someone in your life at lon.tv slash plex gift And that's something you can do that might uh, brighten up their holiday season. I've got a bunch of other channels out there, including the Extras channel, the podcast where I take audio versions of this uh, particular show and upload it there. We have the Snippets channel at lon.tv slash snippets for uh, portions of this video and others that are more search friendly. And of course, we've got my live stream archive at lon.tv slash live streams. We are
are going to uh, try to get those live streams going as soon as I get some moments to breathe here. Uh, non-stop production here lately. Now, if you like what I'm doing and want to get notified when I am doing something on the channel, you can click on that bell icon there to get notified of that. So I suggest you do that on all of the channels that you follow me on. And you can also engage with the channel at lon.tv slash email. We've got the Facebook page at lon.tv slash Facebook and the store where I sell things that I have reviewed on the channel and I'm now uh, getting rid of at lon.tv slash store. And if you want an email every time I change the inventory there, you can go to lon.tv slash store alert for that. So that's going to do it for this week's weekly wrap up, a chaotic end of my vacation, but I think we're okay right now. And I want to thank everyone for your support of the channel. Uh, Remember, if you are a Patreon supporter, it's likely they're going to be charging you more next month. Uh, So if you want to switch over, uh, definitely go ahead and do that. Just know that if you do make the switch, uh, they will charge you immediately at DonorBox and then every month after that. So if you want to wait to the end of the month, I will be sending out an email reminder to all of the Patreon supporters who uh, are thinking about making that change so that you know when to do it so you don't get double charged this month. So very complex, but we'll be over that pretty soon. And again, I want to thank everyone for your continued support. I greatly appreciate everyone who just watches the channel too because uh, views and watch time and subscribers also are very important to the growth of the channel. And uh, if that's all you're able to do to support it, that is perfectly fine. I really do appreciate uh, everyone who does contribute in every way that they can. So keep those questions and comments coming and that'll do it for this week's weekly wrap up. This is Lon Seibin. Thanks for watching. This channel is brought to you by my Patreon supporters, including Gold Level supporters, the Black Eyed and Blues Music Hour podcast, Chris Allegretta, and Kalyan Kumar. If you want to help the channel, you can by contributing as little as a dollar a month. Head over to lon.tv slash Patreon to learn more. And don't forget to subscribe. Visit lon.tv slash s.